You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 17. Stop emotional eating and lose weight through incredible self-care. I'm your host, Master Weight Loss Coach and author, Cookie Rosenblum. I'm so happy you're here with me today. Welcome back. And for those of you who've just found me, I hope you'll benefit from listening to me as your coach. Our community is growing daily, and that's thanks to you who are spreading the word. And as we speak, the Freedom Group is also growing daily with women just like you who are supporting each other and getting coaching. It's an incredible group. Take a look at the show notes if you might be interested in joining us there. So let's get started with episode 17 and talk about how taking care of yourself is so related to losing weight and learning how to disconnect from emotional eating. Remember, we talked in episode four about the three main parts of dealing with your eating, and they were your body, your mind, and your self-care. Today, we're going to talk all about your self-care because it's a mystery to so many people. So we're going to talk about what it is and why you need it and why it's so hard for so many of us to give it to ourselves. You can imagine that it is hard for a lot of women and how you can overcome those obstacles. We're also going to talk about what self-care might actually look like for you in your life and how you can get yourself to do it to add it into your life. So first, let's tackle this. What is self-care? Well, self-care is treating yourself like a truly valued friend. Think about what that friend would like. Think about how you might go out of your way to make her feel good and give her what she needs. I want you to think about the possibility of treating yourself and looking at yourself the same way you would that valued friend or family member, somebody that you love. There's a lot of different ways to feel cared for. They might be physical, they might be mental, emotional, spiritual, or related to your relationships. But what you're doing when you take care of yourself is you're filling your own cup first so that you have more to bring to the world and to the people in your life. Now, we say that phrase self-care, and a lot of us feel like it's not meant for us, it's meant for someone else. So I want to talk a little bit about why you need it. You need to take care of yourself because you need to replenish what you give away to others. When we do a lot of giving and caretaking in the world, whether it's our job or people, We get depleted, so we need to replenish what we've given away. We also need to be able to have a way to comfort ourselves and not use food as that main source of comfort, which is partly what emotional eating is. You also need to regroup when life is challenging, and self-care is a way of turning everything down, turning everything off, and focusing on you. Because it's really your job to take good care of yourself, to take responsibility for you as an adult and not wait for someone else to do it. Because the more you give to yourself, the deeper your well is. You have a strong foundation 
that you can use to tackle anything in your life. And then it's easier to deal with any situation that you're trying to improve, like you're eating. And if you're depleted and there's nothing left for you to give, it's going to be really hard for you to work on anything, including yourself. So the idea is to nourish yourself with so many other things that food becomes just food, still delicious, still enjoyable, but really only for when you're physically hungry. Without it, a lot of us use food as our main source of pleasure and to feel better. And what that does is cements your connection between your emotions and your food. So if you want to learn to stop eating in response to your emotions, you do need to learn to take care of yourself in other ways. But a lot of us find it a tremendous challenge to to practice self-care and to take care of ourselves. You think that you have no time. You think that you might think that someone else should do it for you, and you might possibly resent doing it for yourself. You might look at it as one more thing on your to-do list. And here's the problem with so many of the women I deal with in my practice. You may not even be on your own list. Do you know that feeling? There's so much to do, and you're either at the bottom of the list or you're not even on the list. It's really common, and there is a way out of that. So how can you overcome these obstacles? Well, first, you need to view self-care as something that is non-negotiable. It's not when you get to it. It's not after you do everything else. Literally, non-negotiable, like oxygen. The more you give to yourself, the less you're looking out there in the world and looking in the wrong place for a way to feel better. So you need to be really deliberate about what you're doing. And that means that you need to think about it, what you're going to do, and you need to plan it into your schedule. Just as if you were caring for someone else, you'd put it in your calendar to make sure you didn't forget about them, right? It wouldn't be, well, if I think about it or if I remember, I hope I do, you would make sure that there were a way that you would think about it and remember. So you need to make plans for yourself. It might involve setting reminders or clocks or your phone or your computer. And it and it requires a variety of things. Some might be big things you give yourself, and we're going to talk about what they could be. But some could be very little things mixed into your day, your week, your month, your year. But you need to be consistent about it. And How you decide what to give yourself is very, very personal. It really depends on what you like. But here's an example of what it could look like for you. So maybe in the category of pampering, it might be something like getting your hair done or getting a massage or a facial or a pedicure, taking a yoga lesson, going to a class. It also includes, and this sounds so routine, but so many of us don't do it, It also includes taking care of your health. And that means being aware of what's going on with your body and not only responding to it, but being proactive and having it on your calendar that you know regularly, you're going to go to the dentist, you're going to get your eyes checked, you're going to get your skin checked at the dermatologist, you're going to see your doctor regularly. That's part of taking care of you. 
You're also going to take care of your mental health and peace of mind. And maybe that means for you reading or talking to somebody about something that's bothering you, doing a little research on what you're struggling with. It might mean for you taking some time alone to do absolutely nothing. Or if you're already pretty much a loner, it might mean taking some time with other people and being connected. I know when I'm working, sometimes I can be in the house for three days in a row, and then I'll go out to do a simple errand, and it'll it'll feel like there's a whole new world out there that I kind of forget about when I'm sitting in my office at my desk alone. So it's good to break up your alone time and your time with people. The things that you do to take care of yourself might take 10 minutes, or they might take a whole weekend away. It doesn't always have to be something big. It does not have to mean something fancy or expensive like going to a spa. Wouldn't that be nice? But most of us can't do things like that, if at all, or if we do, it's really once in a while. I want you to think about things that you can do and think about all your different senses. So things that you might read, things that you look at that give you pleasure, like a poster or a painting or you know, something that you listen to, like music or a TED Talk or a recording, something that smells delicious. And we don't just mean food, but flowers or fragrance, something that might be indoors that gives you pleasure or something in nature outdoors. I'm talking about variety. Something from the world of entertainment might be a movie, it might be a concert, it might be a show. It might be books or magazines, something that you might consider play, a game, again, indoors, outdoors, with kids, with pets, alone, in a group, might be crossword puzzles, might be some kind of class that you take for mental stimulation, some kind of group that you join. It might be time to think, it might be time to write in a journal a beautiful journal that appeals to you. So every time you look at it, you feel good about opening it up and taking time to take what's in your brain and put it on paper. Because when we do that, it gives us an objectivity that feels really good. It might be time to think about what you're going to eat and plan and prep your food and get it all ready so that when you're hungry, there's a lot of delicious options for you. And yes, that takes time, but it feels so good when you do it and it's ready for you when you need it. It might also mean moving your body and it could be alone. It could be from a streaming class online. It could be from a free class on your cable provider. I have Comcast in my home and there are so many wonderful free classes from yoga to a ballet bar class to meditation classes, short from eight minutes to up to 60 minutes, and most of them are free. And you can just get on your floor and move your body. You also could sign up for a class at your local health club or at a local yoga studio or your local Y. And you could do it alone or you could do it with a friend. So as you could see from what I'm offering you, the possibilities are truly endless. But you are the one that has to figure out and try a bunch of different things 
to see what feels good to you, to see what will fill your cup so that you feel nourished and you're not looking for food to make you feel good. So the next step is, how do you add it into your life? Now I want you to think about these questions. Now that we've looked at the whole idea of what self-care is and why it's important and what it might look like for you and getting over the obstacles that you've created for yourself in your head, now I want you to look at what will it look like? What do you need to add to your life? What do you have too much of that you might want to do less of? And make a plan and start plotting things in your calendar. I want you to decide on a minimal amount of daily care, like a daily requirement that you need and figure out what that could be. And I want you to decide that this is your non-negotiable amount. So that means making a promise to yourself and giving it to yourself that this is just what you do. It's not optional. It's what you do for yourself, and then you need to do it. And start small so that you can have some success and make it work. Now, this is different than a reward. A reward is something that you give yourself when you've accomplished something that you're trying to get yourself to do, And so you feel that you earn it, and then you give yourself this reward. Self-care is not a reward. It's just what you deserve all the time, no matter what. It's what makes your life feel good. It's what takes you beyond your daily to-do list, your appointments, your obligations, and your responsibilities. And it reminds you that one of your largest responsibilities is to take care of you remember, so that you can do good out in the world. I want you to let me know what you'll do. In the show notes, you'll always find my email. Think about it and let me know. What area would you like to work on? So there's more to come for you on this subject. And next week and every week, we're going to talk about a lot of things that people are telling me they're needing and are interested in. We're going to talk about how to get yourself to stop eating when you know you've had enough, but it's hard and you're not used to stopping when you've had enough. We're going to work through that. We're going to talk about how to know when to listen to what your body wants versus what your mind is telling you it wants. That can be a real conflict for a lot of us. I hear that a lot with my private clients and in the Freedom Group. We're also going to talk about how to eat, no matter what event is going on, no matter who you're with, no matter what holiday it is, and no matter what food it is, and how to rely more on your own internal signals and your own internal goals and not be so influenced by what's going on around you. And soon, in the next few weeks, we're going to have a special interview with Heather Robertson, of the Half Size Me community on how to lose 100 pounds or more, how to get it done, what's most important to make it happen. So that's all coming up for you soon. Be sure to check the show notes for links for a free copy of my book if you have not already gotten it, and also to learn more about the Freedom Group. And if you have any interest talking to me 
about private coaching. That's all for today. This is your coach, Cookie Rosenblum, reminding you that as you search for answers, remember to keep it real, just like you. And I will see you next week.